Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Uh, my remote control in front of me <laughs> i've been watching been watching the same thing on a loop man like it's like cfl plays in a week too right like that's like i'm seeing like i've seen this for like 70 the 92nd million time i'm like yeah yeah all right i'm like oh yeah yeah we got cfl this week as well right um we got we got cfl yeah yeah luke rockhold was it demi lovato i think it was demi lovato Yes, it was. He dated Demi Lovato. That's when he was at his prime, Gabe. <laughs> I think he, he he had just lost his championship. That's what he had his looks, yeah. Well, maybe Lisa. What's up, Suter, Lisa? Although Lisa's like, uh, I don't know, maybe Lisa didn't watch the show just because she's a girl. Doesn't mean she watched the show. But what was the name of the show? Millionaire Matchmaker, I think. That's what it was. Let me see. I'm going to punch it in. It was out of Vegas. Millionaire Matchmaker. Yeah, I'm right. There it is. See, it took me a couple of minutes, but I got it. Yeah, it was a two. It was from 2008. It lasted eight seasons. Millionaire Matchmaker. Yeah, Luke Rockhold went on that show. See, see, I know. I got a good memory, Matthias. Huh? I didn't know he was fighting this week, but I knew he was on this show. I was like, yeah, yeah, he's the, yeah, he's the, uh, the Priority, model dude. Priorities. Yeah, the model dude. I remember he dated Demi Lovato too, which was pretty impressive. Uh, you know who I met actually? Um, at a UFC event years ago, I, I was about to take a picture with her, and um, and I didn't get a chance, like uh, because like basically uh, I was with a bunch of people. I had to go, whatever. Like, but uh, Mandy Moore, uh, the actress and singer Mandy Moore. I don't know. Like, there you go. Very nice. Yeah, she she's a she was a big UFC fan. She probably still is. Like, um, like she was really into it. Like she used to go to all the events and stuff. But I was, I was like in the VIP. I was in this, like I was in like the uh, the VIP entrance area or whatever. Mandy Moore rolled up, and I remember saying, "There's Mandy Moore." But I remember like somebody from like the, one of the sponsors was there. He's like, "Hey, you know, hey, hey!" I said, oh, "I gotta go, gotta go talk to Mandy Moore." But uh, she was very nice, uh, Mandy Moore. 
She was, uh, I don't think she dated GSP. I don't think they dated or anything like that. But she was a massive GSP fan. Like, she used to go to, like, all of his fights everywhere and stuff. But she used to go to, like, everywhere. I was a GSP fan. GSP was the hottest thing on earth when he was winning all of his fights. Guys, especially when he put the oil all over his body, the girls would pour outside of my dorm room to watch every single GSP fight. Like, is he fighting yet? Is he fighting yet? <laughs> really? That's funny. Because, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, GSP, uh, he was popular with the ladies. That's actually one thing why GSP was so successful. He didn't party that hard, but he did, uh, yeah, he did like that. <laughs> The Late Night Anger Management Class, this is Sports Rage. I am Gable Moranzi. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're breaking down the uh, the serious hot topic of the day. <laughs> did Luke Rockhold date Demi Lovato? Which uh, evidently she, he did. And I uh, was correct about Millionaire Matchmaker. Uh, we've got uh, Sue and Lisa in our chat said she just Googled Luke Rockhold. So yeah, tell us what the uh, the verdict is. If you'll notice, Lisa, I'm sure you'll see pictures of them. Like I said, like 10 years ago, or like in 2008 and 2010, he was like the, the model dude in the UFC and stuff. He was the good-looking dude that was tough as well, but he kind of looks pretty beaten down. Listen, I'm a dude, but I'm just being honest. I look at him, I'm like, I, I wouldn't hire this guy to model anything. <laughs> like, he definitely he did gonna... her in like 2016, Demi Lovato. Like his really, huh? Yeah. So, what are you, were you standing up for him here? Are you saying it wasn't that long ago? Still, it's 2022 no, now. you know what? I've heard, uh, rumor has it that he's actually dated, uh, uh, like, like at least 2010s in the span of from 2015 to 2022, Gabe. So, Demi Lovato is up there along with, like, eight others He just that, that are just not named. <laughs> well, that's what he'd like you to believe. <laughs> I want Lisa's opinion. Not not yours, all right? So uh, we get it. You love Luke Rockhold, and you think he's going to win the fight. You think he's, uh, no, he's still I, a model? I don't, I, I've never actually liked Luke Rockhold. His personality drives me insane. I think <laughs> he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room all the time. He thinks he's the best fighter in the room. And if it wasn't for Chris Weidman throwing that spinning kick, which was absurd, he would have never won that fight and never had be, won, uh, became a champion. But, you know. And then Michael Bisping knocked him out for, for the right reasons. It's funny, I just punch in his name and the first thing that pops up. Are Luke Rockhold and Nemi Lovato still friends? <laughs> That's the first thing that pops up. When's the last time, when's this guy want a fight? Maybe I'm all wrong about him. All right, so, uh, no, the last time he won a fight was 2017. Last time he fought was 2019. Yeah, you call me crazy for thinking, like, why well, I didn't even know he was back? Like I said, I thought he was covering the fight doing a video series for somebody. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
Tiger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers. The people that bust them and everybody else in between. Uh, we're kicking it. Uh, we got Thursday night thrown out. We got Mike Wise from the Washington Post uh, will join us in a couple of moments, actually. Um, so we're talking UFC right now. And listen, I got all the respect in the world for Luke Rockhold. Tough as nails, the guy. Tough as hell. He'll fight anybody anywhere. He really will. Uh, but I, I always say this. Matthias knows this. I don't. Uh, you know, I've been around the sport a long time, man. I know, I know, like, these guys, like, they're done. You know what I'm saying? I don't like those fights. <laughs> I, like, I like betting on them and stuff, but I'm going to tell you, Costa's going to beat them. But I want to get to something here. Um, the main event's cool. I really want to take Leon Edwards, but he's not going to win. Um, he's not. He's too cautious. Right? I don't think he's going to get killed. I'm going to take the over in the fight because he's cautious. Uh, he's not going to do anything stupid. But, I, you know, if you're going to beat Usman, you better take a chance somewhere. But I wanted to get to Cain Velasquez. You know, people haven't talked about Cain in a little while. And if you think about all the attention that Brittany Griner has gotten and the acting like Brittany Griner's like Nelson Mandela or something, I think that the Russian laws are ex excessive, but I also think that if you roll into the airport of Moscow with a, with a weed vape pen in your bag, then don't be surprised if you end up in a Russian prison. Cain Velasquez's child was molested. Yes, he shot at a car full of people trying to shoot and kill the person that did this. Now, I said this at the time, Cain Velasquez should have just physically beaten this guy to a pulp. He should have beaten him to an inch of his life type thing. You know what I mean? Like, basically, like, crack his face open, break both his legs, make it so he never walks again, snap his ankle off, like, basically, go medieval on his ass, leave him in a puddle of blood, and then go turn yourself in. And, and get charged with assault. I'm just being, I'm speaking openly here. You know, if any child was, was, was molested, let's just cut it to the chase. Anyone shot? Who's the real victim here? Brittany Griner? How did Joe Biden get, get Cain Velasquez out of jail? You won't even let him out on bail. You talk about Moscow, what about California? Oh, the laws in Russia and Putin. You're holding Cain Velasquez right now. Where's the outcry? Where's the we stand strong? He's in jail for an actual purpose, not because he had drugs in an airport. I have no problem with smoking weed. I'm pro-weed. But there's a massive difference between a crime of passion and being an idiot and 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 then after and then after the world bends over for the person that was an idiot and the person whose family was molested and did something that any other parent would do is locked up and the judge won't even give him bail. Where's like do you see this on CNN every night? Do you see articles all the time about what a victim Cain Velasquez is? Cain Velasquez tried to shoot a pedophile, and he's locked up for it? The only thing wrong is that he missed.
I wish Brittany Griner the best, but the double standards in society. Oh, poor Brittany. Poor Brittany. Poor Kane. If you or I bring drugs into the airport of Moscow, I guarantee you, all right, no one's crying for you or me. They're going to say, what are you, stupid, Marenzi? What do you do before you go into any airport all the time? You've been partying in Vegas all weekend. What do you do? They have a damn green bin right there. It even says in the amnesty bin. In other words, listen, we're not going to arrest you for anything that's in your pocket, but don't cross this line with it. And you know, damn, man, you know what? Yeah, I better check my pockets, right? She did not just check her pocket. She knew what she was doing. And she's so stupid. You can get weed in in Russia, Brittany. Right? You know what I mean? That's the other, like, you know, like, seriously. It's like the dumbass in the NBA the other day. Who was it? Shumpert? Who was the guy that had, like, three pounds of weed in the airport flying to California? Yeah, that's a smart idea. Let me bring, like, three pounds of weed in a bag to a state where le- weed is legal that I can get at the airport when I get off the damn plane. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we, we sympathize with stupidity. And then, when, and then real crime and then real, real, real stories that deserve. Like, if anything, there should be, like, millions of people campaigning on TV and saying, listen, Cain Velasquez should be up. The only problem is, and I will admit, I do believe that Cain Velasquez would try to kill the guy again. I do think he would. And I think the judge knows this. That's the problem. I don't know why Cain just didn't beat the guy, man. Just, you know, you could have beaten them. It would have been compassionate, you know what I mean? No jury would have squeezed you hard. You would have went to jail for a couple of years for assault, like, you know what I mean? But no weapon would have been involved. It was a crime of passion. Um, like, you know what I mean? Good luck finding jurors. They're going to say, oh, yeah, the guy beat up a dude that uh, that molested his kid. Come on. As I stated, I got nothing against Brittany Griner. I wish her the best. But... I just, you know, I was just thinking about Cain Velasquez, and I'm like, you know, Cain, poor, we're talking UFC here, poor Cain. Like, you know, they got denied bail. The problem was, I said at the time, too, I knew it was going to happen, because you got to just get the guy, Cain. You can't, like, shoot the damn whole car up. That was the problem. Like, Cain Velasquez did go on, like, a five-mile chase, like, through the streets of San Jose, California, chasing this guy down in a car. And the guy was in a car, but his parents were with him. So this loser scumbag is with his parents, his mother, and his father, and Kane started shooting at the car. So the judge said, you know, you could have killed the parents too, right? That you're reckless, and we can't trust that you won't be reckless again, so I can't grant you bail. He's going to go to jail. They're going to screw him. Like, if they want to even give him bail, we know what's happening here. Right? But I'm just saying, like, the thing is, we live in such a we live in such a social outrage society that if Anderson Cooper and Sean Hannity and stuff weren't too busy like bitching about their own stuff like to boost their to get their own bases angry and just keep their contracts extended and actually would say you know what you don't want to know what a real crime is you know like seriously say so, you know yeah we you know we, we've already talked about the Trump raid for like the last. 10 days in a row, 24 hours a day, and none of us know anything. So how about this story, guys? How about this guy, Cain Velasquez, who's a great guy, who's known as being a gentle, great person, whose kid was molested and did what any other parent would do, and now he's locked up. How about we talk about him, and maybe we could see like, if we could put some pressure on the DA in California to ease up a little bit.
Dana White did write a uh, full letter of support. Did write a, a full letter of support for uh, for Cain Velasquez. I can tell you, and uh, you know, listen. You never know somebody, even if you've been around them. But I've been around fighters. I've been around a lot of athletes and stuff. And I was around Cain Velasquez, not just like interviewed him and stuff. Like I hung out with him. I was in a like a, an hour drive with him in a car, you know, type of thing. And he really is one of the nicest guys. Like Cain Velasquez was, he was one of those guys that he was so mean looking, but he didn't want to. Uh, he didn't want to like hurt you. You know what I mean? Like he he didn't like you know he wasn't like a, a fighter like that. And ironically enough, here we are. I'm not saying free him and blah, 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 like nothing happened. I'm just saying, hey, hey, think about the circumstances here, Judge. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. tell you, Mike, I'm, I'm relatively jealous as I follow you on Twitter and I see you're just crushing it in Mexico uh, City and I'm really enjoying the food reviews. I, I really am. Some great food, uh, isn't there? Uh, if I could just get a job eating Mexican food and writing about it, you, you would never hear from me again. I'd just be on Food Channel. It's unbelievable. Yeah, when I lived, when I lived in Vegas, it's all I ate, man. So you're getting the real deal. It was pretty good in Vegas, though. But you're getting the real deal, uh, deal of all deals. All right. So speaking of deal of all deals, uh, the Deshaun Watson um, appeal verdict 2.0 is in. It ends up being 11 games. Advocacy groups and victim groups are um, less than impressed with the fact that it is 11 games, and that basically five million dollars is like you know like two percent of, uh, of of what he makes. It's it's a tough situation, isn't it? You know, you know. I find it interesting, Mike. We sort of live in a, in, in today's society, and it's trickled down everywhere, and it sort of starts at the top with, well, it might have been unethical, but it wasn't illegal, right? That seems to be the the new the new barometer of society that we live in uh, here right now. So, what what's your take uh, on the conclusion here now that it's all said and done with the eleven games? I mean, here's my thing. Look, I I, I don't know if you've ever had a masseuse or a real massage therapist that did deep tissue, whatever, got you ready for a sporting event or got some knot out, but like took 
took pride in their profession, right? Like, like this whole thing, like they act like like they're in they're in some like massage parlor in Bangkok, and like that's his that's who he offended. No, these are actually these are actually licensed professionals. And okay, yeah, some of them are maybe very attractive women. Like, I don't, what I don't get, Gabe, is it's one thing to get 11 games and fine, whatever, slap on the wrist. The guy doesn't even acknowledge after the whole thing. He's basically saying, yeah, I, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm sorry that it triggered some people. I still didn't do anything wrong. Like, no remorse. I mean, no remorse. And, and we all know what was going on. We all know what's going on. He was trying to get a happy ending. Let's be honest. Okay? And, and, and these women were like, no, that's, that's not what we do. We actually work on professional athletes, and we try, to get, we try to get them ready to play each Sunday. So, like, here's my thing. Like, yeah, he, yeah it was wrong. It was, uh, it, it was very wrong. And, like, you know, if, if they had a uh, video camera in like they did on Robert Kraft, he probably would have got more than a season. Mike Wise uh, joining us. I think you raised a very good point. And, you know, just a real sort of keeping it a real point in which everybody knows the difference, right? We know the difference, Mike, between walking into a Dunkin' Donuts and walking into a strip club. You know the difference between walking into a Walmart and walking into a massage parlor. And you know the difference between, as you stated, a professional, legitimate sports massage therapist and somewhere where you're looking to have a good time and clearly he wanted he you know and that's 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 the whole thing and I, i can't agree with you more dude the lack of remorse and the word triggered the browns used that word themselves in their release a couple of weeks ago in what world in what world do they think it's a good idea to use the word triggered we're sorry that you were triggered that we ruined 24 women's lives and careers Uh, I, you know, I don't, the only thing I can say is you, you hope karma gets him at some point. I, and I'm not rooting for the Browns. You know, I, I, I root for the Bengals. I like Joe Burrows. He seems like a decent human being. I'm not, I'm not rooting for the Browns because I don't like Deshaun Watson. I have every right and prerogative to do that. Now, I'm not saying he can't have a second chance. I'm kidding. But when you don't show any remorse, when you don't, it just it bugs the hell out of me. And you know, it's what it is. What it is. He'll come back at some point. Uh, the Browns will either falter or they'll thrive. But the bottom line is, this guy, this guy was a bad guy, and hopefully he can he can change it around and be a decent human being. But the first thing that comes with that is, you know, you acknowledge your mistakes. What, what is it? Whatever. Step one in all these programs. You acknowledge. <laughs> no. He doesn't even think he has a problem. Yeah, I like that step one in all those programs. <laughs> Mike Wise <laughs> kicking it. What is that? You know, you're right too. As far as karma, not to mention too, because it's not like you know. Baker Mayfield is the easiest guy to pull for either. But at the same point in time, like, man, I hope he kicks the crap out of the Browns in week one. And could they have treated him him any more poorly, right? You know, they actually use the term, well, Stefanski, we actually, well, we kind of, we wanted an adult at the quarterback position. All right, yeah, you got one, guys. Good for you, huh? Yeah, you got one. (laughs) Right, right. You got a real adult that forces himself on massage therapists. All right. Uh, let me ask you because I wanted to talk a little bit about the Washington football team and I told people it's hard to separate I find it hard to separate and I think a lot of people do the actual football team and the operations and the ownership group and everything because anytime the team just comes up it's like oh well, yeah in Washington oh boy and oh, oh yeah and it's not even about Rivera it's not about Wentz it's not a, it's not about Chase Young it's not about the players at all but before we get to the team itself so Deshaun Watson 
Um, he gets 11 games. You could argue, bro, like, shouldn't, like, the Washington football team almost, like, have gotten the death penalty like a college team in the past? Like, if you add up okay with Deshaun Watson stuff, I mean, the allegations of cheerleaders and parties and, I mean, they, they testified in front of Congress. It seems like it always just lands with a thud. No one even pays attention to, like, these women pour their hearts out in front of the world and it happens in front of an empty Congress because they're too busy with their fake political outrage on some other stupid topic. I'm just saying that the, the, the Snyder's gotten away with a hell of a lot, hasn't he? Like, Deshaun's a jerk, but so is Snyder. Well, it's, Gabe, it's like this. Like, can anybody really watch the Cosby show anymore the same way they used to? In the <laughs> That's 80s? a good point, yeah. Like, like no, because it's not even a syndication, I think, anymore, because it's disturbing when you know the facts. Like, I think the NFL and professional sports in general – like, you almost have to separate the song from the singer, right? Like, you love the song, but the singer you have some integrity and character questions about. And if that's the fact, like, it's hard, it's hard to root for your team like you did. Like, a lot of the, the Washington Commanders lost a lot of fans over the last several years because of this. Um, w- will they be able to build it back? Yeah. You know, if I, if I found out anything covering sports the last 30 years is winning is the great deodorant. <laughs> it, will, it will cover up the stench of anything. But is that going to happen with Carson Wentz? I don't know. It might. So, I, like, it's one of those things where it's, I, you know, I, I mean, I have no idea how it's going to go down, but the bottom line is you're right. Dan Snyder, if he shouldn't be in prison, he should have at least been, given all the accusations, given that he was the owner, given that all these, you know, any, any corporate um, entity in America, you know, when, the, when you have problems of this magnitude, you, you cut the head off, you cut the snake, you cut the, the, the head off the snake, and then you, and then you move on corporately with some, a new CEO. Dan Snyder, because it's the NFL, has escaped this kind of punitive measure. And it's sad, but they should make him sell the team. And if they don't, you know, it's another, it's another bad mark on Goodell's league in my, in my estimation. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what's your gut? Like, does he always just own the team? Does it just sort of go away? Because he feels well, like other I, people are trying to, have, like, you know, work behind his back, right? That they've been slowly trying to, you know, plan a crew, so to speak. But what power, what can they really do, right? I don't, I don't, you know, they're not going to force him to sell the team. Well, it, I, like, they still have one investigation that's supposed to come out. Who knows? It's an NFL-sponsored investigation. Like, there's some secrets that nobody wants to know. And, and truth be told, Dan Snyder might have something on some of these other owners that have the power to vote him out. I that's still a great, think great if point. the investigation <laughs> goes down badly and it, it, it points a finger at him, at some point, the NFL owners, they got to get 24 of 32 of them, 24 of them have to say, this guy's costing us money. He's costing us our reputation. We need some other kind of ownership in there. Will that happen? I don't know. I, I won't, like, I can predict it all I want, but it's, you know, until I see it happen, I won't believe it because somehow this guy is like, he's like, you know, he, he's after a nuclear holocaust, he's the cockroach that crawls out of the garbage and he's still alive. I don't know how he does it, but he was, this guy has 10 lives. 
Mike Wise with us. <laughs> That's why you are wise. It's the Beltway in you. I like what you said. To, like, just imagine like Snyder like with one of his buddies in a country club. You're right and asking him, how do you keep getting away with this? And he, him responding, you know the dirt I know about these guys. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You're right. Because like, I'm, I'm an angel uh, next to these guys. God God only yeah, knows. Yeah. Jerry Jones alone. I mean, Jerry, you know, Jerry Jones, someone's got videos of him somewhere. I, I'm convinced. I'm, I'm going to allege that. So the show is not uh, black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yeah. Sued. But, but like, let, let, that guy, that guy parties more than anybody in the movie Dazed and Confused. Are you kidding me? Yeah, what a what a world, Mike. What what a world uh, that we're in uh, right now. All right, so listen before um, before we get you uh, out of here. What is your feeling for the Washington uh, football team uh, this year? Because their win total is eight and a half, and you know that's that's kind of respectable. Like you know what I mean. So the odds makers aren't saying, "Oh, this team is a joke" or anything like that. I actually think that's a little ambitious because they'd have to be a winning team and go nine and eight. I'm sort of feeling it's more of a. Seven and ten, eight and nine type of team. But do you think yeah, they compete uh, for the division on the way out here? I'm seeing seven and ten. I don't see how I don't see how this guy could have a winning season after this year. But who knows? I'm seeing seven <laughs> and ten. The defense is going to keep them in some games. The offense will round out. I still think I still think the NFC East is uh, it's not as awful as it was. And uh, and their, their schedule is not exactly peachy. So. You know, I, I'm saying seven and ten, but who knows? I've been wrong. I've been wrong before. Uh, you've been right before too, though. Uh, you've also this been right true. a lot. <laughs> hey, Mike. True, but I'm, I'm the guy that put money on the the icebergs against the Titanic. And <laughs> a, very bad, a very bad bet, game. <laughs> Mike Wise, it's always a pleasure, my man. Love uh, chopping it up uh, with you. We'll do this sooner rather than later. Stay safe, my man. Yeah, you too, buddy. Talk to you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Yeah. Thanks to Mike Wise for kicking with us, making us wiser. Late night anger management class, the Washington Post in the house. Uh, quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. It's been a pretty quick week uh, this week as a whole. Countdown to kickoff is on. We're three weeks away from the start of the regular season. College football kicks off next weekend. Week zero, baby. Week zero, there really aren't any sort of like, oh, yeah, this is going to be super cool games or anything like that. But as we always said, like we said about the Hall of Fame game, the uh, every marathon begins with a couple of steps, right? And look, now that Hall of Fame game seems like in the rearview mirror. And already we're talking about, oh, it's the last preseason game next week, the dress rehearsal, just like that. So three games tomorrow in the National Football League preseason. We've got a 19-4 and four record so far. I wish I, you know, it was one of those deals. I should have put a little bit more on the game tonight. But this is why I've been pretty good and we've been crushing it and building the account 
by kind of staying disciplined and not believing. Like, I have never really said that, oh, yeah, there's no way this preseason game doesn't win. I just sort of say, this is who I like, this is what I'm playing, and let's move on, right? And, you know, I've been – I haven't gotten crazy with the units, but it's been very systematic. And, you know, if you have a plan and you stay disciplined, you'll make money. I say it every game, every, like, in the preseason, oh, this is tricky. This is tricky tomorrow. Carolina and New England. So we set the stage here a little bit. We talked about it with the Indian Cowboy in the first hour of the program. If you missed it, you can check the replay out on YouTube. Go to the Sports Grid radio YouTube page or your podcasts uh, and all that type stuff. But we discussed the quarterback situation. Baker Mayfield is set to be named the starting quarterback. I don't think they made the official announcement, but it sort of it came out today that, yeah, Baker will be the starting quarterback. They didn't bring him in not to be the starting quarterback, right? Even though Sam Darnold has reportedly had a very good camp. I want, you know, I was never, I'm not, I'm not a big Sam Darnold fan. I've never been like, I've always thought, I thought he was overrated. People in New York at the time acted like he was a second coming and stuff, but they always do, right? I knew he wasn't. But without being stated, I don't know if he's ever really gotten a full opportunity yet. He has, you know, he's been in the league for years, he's been on bad teams. So where I'm going with this is, I think he could be traded. There's going to be teams that need quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson is out. I don't think the 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 Browns want to bring in you know any anyone that's like people talking about Jimmy G and stuff. Is Jimmy G that much better than Jacoby Brissett? I guess he is, but not enough to pay and do and everything. I think the Browns might just bite the bullet. But it doesn't mean there won't be other teams that need quarterbacks as well. So you got Jimmy G out there, and Sam Darnold could be. You know, could be a quarterback that a team could say, hey, you know, we can work with this guy. We can, we can win games with this guy surround, surrounding him with talent. So you've got a healthy quarterback situation here. You know, the New England Patriots get respect because of Bill Belichick. And obviously I respect Bill Belichick. I mean, you know, he's, he's great. His, his legacy is great. But Bill Belichick's never winning another Super Bowl again. Like Bill Belichick to me, is like a um, he's like the Rolling Stones, except you know that's not fair really to the Stones um, <laughs> in a sense. Although the Stones did steal all their songs too, so I guess they do have something in common. But um, the um, it's funny it's, it's a true story. When I, I was in a band, I recorded and you know we were, we we recorded with some pretty big people over the years, and there was this one guy. We recorded with, he worked with the police and um, the band of police. He was just sort of young. His boss was like doing, you know, uh, doing doing uh, the police record, Ghost of the Machine and stuff. And they were in the studio and they were rehearsing. And uh, what a building. I imagine the police are rehearsing and right next door were the Rolling Stones. And the Rolling Stones were there. And the police, when they found out that the Stones... Somebody came in the room and basically said, hey, I just saw Keith Richards and Mick Jagger in the hallway. It's pretty cool. And Sting said, really? Huh? He said, oh, what, they're here now? And <laughs> the police stopped playing. And basically they said, why are you stopping? And they said, these guys, because uh, the police were playing songs like riffs that they never released. 
And they said, oh, if we, they said if the Stones hear anything they like, they'll just take it. <laughs> and I've heard that from other people. Right? They'll just rip, rip it off. Look it up. Like Mick Jagger's been sued a million times for this stuff, right? So, anyways, that's anyways. A side note. That's why you have to call with Bill Belichick. They're cheaters. But um, you know, to me, Bill Belichick's a guy. Yeah, he's a genius and stuff. But I'm not. The NFL hasn't passed him by. I'm not going to say that. I don't want to be that guy and sound like an idiot and stuff, but I think he's like a singer of a band, like they've been around yet, you know? They don't have the same guitarist anymore, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, Belichick, you still have a band, but Brady was the star of your band, and he's gone. And you might be have been the drummer and stuff, and you think you're the backbone, but whatever. People weren't coming to see you. And as I stated, like, I just sort of think that, you know, the fact that he thinks he can run the offense with Joe Judge and with Matt Patricia sort of says it all uh, there. Uh, one thing is, too, and the one thing we'll say about this game is Belichick doesn't care. This is another thing, right? It's not like Belichick's life that matters here with this football game tomorrow. Now, he is a good – Belichick over the years has been a good preseason. Like, he's won more than he's lost in the preseason. But – like Matt Rule and the Panthers, they need to win games. I know it's just the preseason, but he needs to win games. Like you know, he does. Like he, Matt Rule is like one of the first coaches to get fired. He's on the hot seat. Everyone knows it. He knows it. We know it. The owner knows it. The players know it. And it doesn't mean at all they're gonna try to. You know what I mean? This is the Super Bowl for them tomorrow night, but. There's a little bit more of an edge here. Baker Mayfield knows he's going to get the job, but he's trying to get the job and nail this thing down. Sam Darnold knows as well of what I just talked about, that there's going to be teams that need quarterbacks. So he needs to still look well, play well, right? P.J. Walker can ball. P.J. Walker's a good guy to have on the field in a preseason game. And then you got Matt Corral as well, right? So there's a nice quarterback situation here. I don't see a good reason or a strong reason to say that the Patriots are going to are going to win this game easily by more than 3 points. For those of you paying attention, you know we've been slaying this in the preseason and we say this thing all the time to you. You better have a damn good reason why you why you're laying points. It's like, yeah, well, you're laying points like tonight. People, whoa, Geno Smith is starting and the Seattle this. It's like I said, right, give me the Bears plus 3 and a half. Well, you have a reason why Seattle? Like, you have some sort of, like, strong reason. I look at sports betting, you know. It's one thing, guys, you know, you bet regular season hockey games and regular season baseball games and stuff. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say we do it for fun. We want to win. But it's not the same. It's not the same. Like, football, the units are bigger. Football, it's it's only here for a limited amount of time. It's like the uh, the peaches on Seinfeld. <laughs> They're only here for a limited amount of time. You know, you got to get it right. And I talk about, like, you know, not liking, but if I'm going to play a future, you got to love it. Similar thing here, like, even for, for a game. Like, if I'm, if I'm betting on a game, I got to be able to, like, say, all right, I could argue this in court and win. As to, like, why are you betting it? No, do I have a feeling? No, you know what I mean? I got five, seven. Rob Vino talks about that. I remember Vino dropped that line on me, and he's the only guy that's ever said that, and I really like what he said. He said, I need to be convinced, right? Like Vino, when he pulls the trigger, he said, I need, I need like five, seven, nine reasons why. You know what I mean? Give me like not just a reason, 
oh, well, they're this on Monday nights, or like, oh, I have a feeling, or they need it, or you know what I mean? Now, give me, give me five reasons. Give me seven reasons why this team is going to win this game. And we can here. Like, I can, I can go on and on. New England are struggling offensively. They're not going to show anything anyways. They don't even have, like, what's their playbook? They don't have a playbook, right? They've got Bill Belichick, Joe Judge, and Matt Patricia running an offense here with a quarterback that's pretty quite pedestrian, to be honest. You, The mainstream media can pump up Mac Jones all they want, man. Whatever. He is who he is, all right? He's a sort of a game manager type of dude uh, that, that talks a lot. Plus, the Patriots ran their mouth a lot in practice this week in the joint scrimmages. Like, the Panthers are going to be more fired up. Matt Rule needs wins, preseason, regular season, or whatnot. You've got two guys that were top three picks in the NFL draft in the last five years playing in this football game uh, at the quarterback position. I think Matt Corral will be better uh, now, now that he's got a little experience under his belt as well. Panthers plus three for me. I wouldn't be surprised if the number came down here to two and a half in this game, actually. So if you're going to bet it, you should probably pull the trigger. I will tonight. Total, it's funny because it was 38 and a half when we were talking with the Indian Cowboy earlier and we were saying that we'd like the over. And he said 39 and a half. And I was going to say, oh, it's 38 and a half at FanDuel. It's 39 and a half now. I don't want to get crazy with this, but. Look, the game stayed under tonight by a half a point because Seattle couldn't punch it in from the three-yard line at the end of the game. That game kind of should have went over. And, you know, would have made it 15-3 and three to the over through 18 preseason games. Now we're 14-4. and four. 14 overs, four unders. I get the feeling that Carolina and New England will get into the 40s, though. The, you know what I mean? 20, 24-21, 23-20 type game. That it gets it gets over the number and gave me the three points with the Panthers. New Orleans Saints and the Green Bay Packers. Packers laying three, and here's another team that doesn't care about the preseason. Matt LaFleur doesn't care about the preseason. Aaron Rodgers went on record last week and said the pre playing in the preseason is a waste of time. Um, I don't agree with him, but Rodgers has always been anti. But you always see the same thing. So Rodgers, you see this today? So Rodgers bemoans the young wide receivers. Well, I don't know, Aaron. Maybe if you would play with the young wide receivers in a game or two, it would help them. But he doesn't. You know, he's like Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? He has a stand-in type thing. I knew the guitarist to Michael Jackson. She told me that for the first three months, they rehearsed without him, with a stand-in. <laughs> she said, basically, it's three months, Michael Jackson was not there. And then he walked in one day, and like, basically, you better be ready when Jackson walks in the room. This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Who I think's in Texas. Have I asked him before? I think he's in Texas. It's either in California or Texas. We have a lot of listeners in Texas, actually. So shout out to everybody in Texas. I'd say, you know what, we, uh, it's always been this way, but we've become more West Coast-ish over the years, you know what I mean? But, you know, we've been based out of New York, we've been um, out of Las Vegas, et cetera, but I've always, um, you know, we've seen the demographic in the past. We were on Sirius before, and they actually had a chart, and it's, you know, the same states are always pretty consistent. Chicago. We have a lot of people in Chicago. So shout out Chicago. So the Midwest, Chicago is the big city for us in the Midwest. Uh, we do have a we have a lot of Texas, quite a lot of Texas, a lot of Dallas stuff, more than Houston. I've noticed. We got a lot of listeners in the Dallas area. Um, a lot of listeners in Dallas and Las Vegas. Vegas is like very big for us actually. Like Vegas is the one city. Like last time we were in Vegas for the NFL draft, like. We got stopped, like, literally 25 times, if not more. And from people, too, that, like, we never met or don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Because like, we had we had people, fans, and people that came and partied in Vegas for the draft because we told people, yeah, come on down. But I'm saying, like, you know, you know Arizona's another one, the Phoenix area. I met a lot of dudes from Phoenix. I said, yeah, yeah, I listen to the radio show every night, bro. They said, I don't go into chats and stuff like that, but I listen to the show. That's the whole thing, right? A lot of people, like... People like the chat world is a little, um, it's a little bubble. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it's a bubble. Uh, yeah, Ken Peacock's in London. We got overseas. We've got, uh, we, we got overseas as well. Yeah, Austin, Texas. I thought so in Texas, Chris. Like I said, yeah, with all the Texans. What's up? Ready for some football. Next week, week zero, college football. We got CFL tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter at SportsRage. And oh yeah, we're doing a Twitter space tomorrow. We've never done one of these things. I don't even know how to do it. I'll figure it out. But we're doing it in conjunction with MGM Betting at 1.30 Pacific, I think. Other night, you're on your own late.